1.2 million views. What? And we went from like 2,500 to 10,000 followers in like two weeks. That's insane. You went viral. Yeah, we went viral. It was terrifying. (laughs) This is the Real Food, Real People podcast. As more and more people want to get connected to where their food comes from, homesteading, growing your own food, getting reconnected with the land, it's a growing trend. And while homesteaders aren't necessarily viewed as part of the food system because they aren't selling food to other people, they are. And this is a real thing that's more and more significant in feeding people here in Washington State. The homesteaders that we talked to this week went viral doing what they do on Instagram. Jordan and Kay Clark, a daughter and mother-in-law team at Portage View Farm out on the Lummi Peninsula here in Whatcom County, Washington, where I'm originally from. I didn't even know these folks and got to know them on social media before I met them in person. We had a fun chat, learned a lot about their perspective on food and connecting with the land and what they do at their farm and how in the world they got so many millions of views now on social media. So this is the Real Food, Real People podcast. I'm Dylan Honkoop, and this is all about documenting my journey all over Washington State to get to know the real people behind our food. Our sponsors are Dairy Farmers of Washington. Certainly they're connected with a lot of the real food produced here in Washington State. So many dairy farmers. Our state is known uh, for dairy. Dairy is number two after all of our apples and and tree fruit uh, that we're also famous for here in Washington. And they share the real stories of the dairy farmers here in Washington State. Everything that goes into producing the delicious dairy products uh, that they do here in Washington State. So you can check them out online, wadairy.org, and you can even go on a virtual farm tour there on their website. Again, wadairy, was wadairy.org. Also, Mana Insurance Group supporting the podcast. They are all you know, entirely focused on protecting your family's financial future. If you think about it, that's what insurance really is. You know, you think about, you know, something going wrong, something breaking, you know, whether it's a, a car accident or something with your home or, or something medical, you know, you think about that in terms of making that right. And of course, that's a part of it. But really, ultimately, it's about protecting your finances for your family and for your future. And they're all about having a plan in advance uh, to make sure you're prepared rather than waiting until things go wrong. So you can check them out online, manainsurancegroup.com. So you guys grow food, but you don't sell it. Right. Explain. Like you're just... We're selfish. <laughs> feeding your family. It's, we only, it's only for us. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do share with those who help us process the food. So how, how many people would you say you're feeding between everybody involved? Well, we four adults, three children for mm-hmm. sure. And then we also had some other kids that were living here for a while. and We thought they were going to be here, so we <laughs> did a whole bunch of chickens what, the mm. year before, and yeah. then they moved. So we got so, more chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of chicken. Yeah, got a lot of chicken in the freezer. I guess with this whole trend of homesteading, the question in my mind, because that there's something about that that appeals to me very much, like sort of living off the land-ish or at least like growing as much of my own food as possible. But how much work is that actually to, you know, feed four adults, bunch of kids, helpers? You know, a lot of people think 
well, what do they say, Jordan? How how do you do that all day long? It's like we I don't. don't know an hour a day, maybe. You really? know, some days is more. Yeah, right. you know that from like working in the garden. I mean, sometimes you got to go out there and weed or you know plant yeah. some plant some stuff or whatever. But I mean, we're not. It's not twenty four seven. It's not an mm-hmm. eight hour day job because it's not our livelihood. It's a hobby farm, right? Kind of a thing. Yeah. So, so uh, but how much? I guess also space does it take? To grow enough food to Not feed a your lot family. Of space. You can do it on a very small plot. When we first started doing chickens, we just raised them in the barn. Yeah. So you just needed a barn. Mm-hmm. Now, because we have the space and the tractors, we can run them on the grass. But before it, that, you're just doing the barn. chicken and what else are you? Because you guys grow a bunch of veggies and different mm-hmm. stuff too, right? Yep. Yep. We're raising four pigs right now. Okay. And then we've done goats in the past, but aren't currently raising mm-hmm. any goats for meat. But we do have yeah. the dairy goats. We have dairy goats, yeah. Okay. And how much of your, like, milk, do you make yes. cheese at home? Like, how much well, of all that are you able to we, provide? We, people say, do you make the cheese? Well, I, everyone drinks it so fast. Because if, yeah. if you put some chocolate syrup in there, it's better than Edeline. <gasps> oh. <laughs> you know, I know those Edeline folks well, pretty well. I'm sure you I don't have yeah. to call Mitch Morlag and see what. <laughs> that was Kay, not Jordan. <laughs> no, but I mean, they just, they love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Well, and because it's a small hobby farm and it's for us, we, we only bred a couple goats, mm-hmm. which means mm-hmm. you only get a couple goats for milking. And then some yeah. of the goats didn't breed. So we didn't mm-hmm. have as much as we wanted as well. And right. so we can't make cheese if we don't have the milk because we're right. drinking it too fast. And I think what the, the dairy folks have told me before, it takes like, 10 pounds of milk to make one pound of cheese. It takes a so. lot. Yeah. I mean, most recipes that you're like seeing that make some chev or whatever, it's like a gallon of milk and then you get like this <laughs> little ball of mm-hmm. cheese. Yeah. It's a lot. I remember when uh, I was talking with Ashton Bean Blossom uh, up in Custer about her goat dairy that she's starting up there she was talking about the seasonality too of goat milk production Mm -hmm. does that affect you guys like there are some parts of the year where you can't provide milk for yourselves or how do you deal with that we could but i don't Mm. want to be milking out in the rain in in the cold i mean (laughs) my husband keeps saying i'm gonna build you a little milk barn i've been waiting for three years Well, he better be listening to this podcast. Well, he probably won't. Know that no, you've we'll gone public it. with we'll it. We'll see. But you know what I mean? So we just do it seasonally. So we breed um, now. We're breeding now, and we'll have babies starting March and April probably, and then we can start milking right after that. And um, I would be milking longer, but I had to go out of town for some stuff, so I just dried the goats up. How do you do that? Basically, like, stop milking them? Well, you just don't want to stop cold turkey, but like maybe I would go every other day and not milk them all the way out. Mm -hmm. And then I would go maybe a couple days. So just not milking them all the way out. And then pretty soon they just can kind of take care of it on their own. So it's like their bodies taper down their milk production. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yep. Back the grain off. Yep. And then as far as veggies, what do you guys, at least this year, what did you all do? Well, we only grow what we eat. Right. But how many different oh, kinds of veggies of did lettuce. you grow? <laughs> Kay loves lettuce. I love to grow lettuce. It's easy to grow. Yeah. And so it just goes overboard. But, you know, you, you um, grow your lettuce and then you kind of taper off a little bit because it doesn't like the hot weather. Yeah. It doesn't taste good. So we have that early and then we 
go on to other things. So we grow carrots and beets and Swiss chard and spinach, beans, green beans. I see cilantro. Jordan keeping cilantro. A, a mental tally here. <laughs> yeah. Like, is she getting this all right? <laughs> cilantro, <laughs> tomatoes, peppers. Yeah. Yeah. That's a I'm lot just trying to make sure th- we have everything. That's a lot of different things. Yeah. Oh, we try, we grew some potatoes. Oh, yeah, we grew potatoes. Oh, and squash and it's squash, zucchini pumpkins, yeah. and pumpkins. <laughs> so many things. How, how do you, how much of a plan do you have to have then as you go into like this past spring when it was planting time? How did you figure that all out? Well, the other thing too, I think, is we want to decide what we need to put up, what we have. Because if you can a lot one year and you don't use as much, you don't have to can as much the next year. Mm-hmm. So this year we didn't do any peaches or pears or applesauce because mm-hmm. we have a boatload down there. Like I said, they had, those kids were supposed to be here and then they moved. Yeah. So, so you do lots of applesauce. preserving, mm-hmm. freezing some things. Yeah, we freeze. I guess meat. Probably. Uh, yeah, our meat. Um, yeah. We don't really like frozen vegetables. We like it canned. Yeah. Well, and, and you're spoiled with so many fresh vegetables yeah. all the time. Yeah. And that's what everybody said. And there's a lot of people who haven't necessarily experienced a ton of fresh veggies. And you get them at the store, it's yeah. not the same. And you guys can verify that, right? Oh, yes. yes. You ever go to the store and you're like, yes. this just isn't as good. Yeah. I just picked yep. some broccoli tonight. Oh, did we really? say broccoli? Yeah, broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage. Oh, I yes, forgot see. that. Too. Those are all the things that can go really late season, right? Like, mm-hmm. what's the last thing to go? Keep the carrots in the ground all winter yeah, kind of thing? you can, yeah. Carrots and beets. Some people even, um, I think, overwinter some cabbage. Broccoli. I mean, mm-hmm. I was doing bro- um, broccoli till like November, December last year. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty mm-hmm. late. Yeah. Does it get all weird after it freezes? Uh, no, not really. Nice. I mean, it kind of came back, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, weird. really, though, what you guys are describing is how people ate 100 mm-hmm. years ago. Right. Or 100 and any time before then. <laughs> yes. And something I learned, if you get your fall crop up to, you know, height, mm-hmm. then you can overwinter it. Wow. It'll survive. So there's your fresh groceries right yeah. out, mm-hmm. just sitting outside. Yeah. You might have to cover it with a little frost yeah. cloth or what them, you know, yeah. something like that. But. And that's not something you could necessarily do like in the Midwest or other climates, right? right? Well, I don't know because I was listening to, I was watching Justin Rhodes um youtube and he said he learned it from some guy in maine he lives mm. in north carolina and he goes i learned this from some guy in maine I it can't gets the, cold in I, maine yeah i can't remember yeah. the guy's name but he says yeah the snow goes on there and comes off and there's your nice lettuce maybe the snow insulates it maybe how did you guys learn all of this stuff how'd we learn it google <laughs> google mr google pants uh, that's a legit answer i learned from Kay. she is the brains behind all the homestead i just learned how to share it so Mm. yeah she's the instagram brains but i just learned it from my my mom she was Mm. a gardener and you know you just stick a seed in the ground see what happens it's not that hard really i mean people just need to not be afraid i think a lot of people are afraid to do it and we're going to be showing some stuff this next year of you know i've got some empty um you know those the wine barrels and we're going to show how much stuff you can plant in one of those. So people who have just a little condo backyard mm-hmm. or a little back balcony. Yeah, people think they need to have acres. And 
what we have to do what we have and you don't. So we're going to teach them. That's awesome. You can do it. Is that going to be like in person or on Instagram or how are you going to do it? Oh, on Instagram. Awesome. I mean, if they want to come over and see it, <laughs> they can. Well, this would be Here, a good... put that in the ground. <laughs> this would be a good moment then to plug the Instagram handle. Yes, we are Portage View Farm on Instagram. Just at Portage View Farm, no spaces, underscores. Right. Nope. Piece of cake. And YouTube, but we're new to that, so... Well, I'll be looking forward to these ongoing tutorials because, I mean, I grew up around farming, but each specific different vegetable or you know whatever it animals do Mm -hmm. i don't know all the little ins and outs and there really is so many ins and outs and i I should give kate credit she watches a lot of seminars and does a lot of online courses and a lot of online classes to Mm. keep up to date on everything and following the best of the best to be able to share the knowledge that's like accurate knowledge yeah yeah well, and then just trial and error because mm-hmm. yeah. everything is specific to this place too and how the weather is That's here right. and how the soil is and mm-hmm. the That's tools right. that you have. Well, yeah. and we fail too. We have yes. we, uh, trial and error. Yeah. We grew some San Marzano tomatoes. Mm-hmm. How many did we get? Five. <laughs> but then we learned that we were actually trimming them and we weren't supposed to. So we're like, uh, we did it wrong. Mm-hmm. Even with all, all of her tomato knowledge, we still... Trial and error. Yeah. Live and learn. Live and learn. We'll grow another one next year. And you happens. you grew up right here. Yes, right here. Did you too, Jordan? No, um, I'm a military brat. You're a military brat. Yep. Got it. So I grew up everywhere else and had no idea what homesteading was until Got like it. seven years ago when I moved here. Wild. So So let's roll back to seven years ago. Where was the whole family at? What was going on? that this whole thing started okay so we um so my husband jeff um was corporate america mm-hmm. i call him corporate america and um he's like everybody kind of knows what that means yeah, yeah so he was telecommunications started out with gte who now is verizon went to work for quest which is now CenturyLink, and um you know kind of did that whole thing and was like time to do switch it up and we left there and we came back here and bought this property from my parents 15 years ago. So we've been here 15 years. And um, and there being what, Seattle or where, oh, where no, we living? No, we started out in Everett mm-hmm. and we went to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, mm. came back to Marysville, to Everett, and went to Dallas. Oh. And, and so when we were in Dallas, that's when they were going to merge um, the Ryzen thing. And so it was either Boston and I always came up here for the summers because I was mm. escaping the heat. So I always came up here because this is paradise up here and my kids yeah. love it. And, but um, he says, well, I'm going to stop in Colorado and interview for a job with Quest Communications. I said, okay. Well, they offered him a job on the spot. So he goes, well, what do you think? You know, and I'm like Denver or Boston, Denver. Boston. I think in Denver, it sounds a little bit nicer. Yeah. So we were in Denver for seven years. Sorry if anybody's listening in Boston. <laughs> I know it's a beautiful city, but. We Pacific Northwesterners just my dad like was the West. my dad was disappointed. He's like, oh, I really wanted to visit this. <laughs> and my dad is so funny. Everywhere we live, he has some kind of a relative. Wherever we lived, so I'm sure he had some back in Boston. But we came here and we just you know started out with you know so garden. My parents were still here when we came back, and yeah. um, my youngest daughter Holly got into goats and 4-H and FFA and all that. And that's how we started with chickens, um, was with the FFA um, broiler contest. 
And so they give you free chickens. She goes, Mom, I can get some free chickens. Oh, okay, you know. So we did 25 one year, and we did 50 the next year. The next year we did like 80-something, and the last year I think we tried to get 100, but it was like 75. But yeah. And we just learned to process them. We took them first to a guy that did them, and then he didn't couldn't do it anymore. And so we just learned how to do it ourselves. That's awesome. So, yeah, and so then they came. I came in 2014, and yeah. I was six months pregnant. <laughs> And it was in the fall, so I didn't go outside. It was raining yeah. and cold, and I was pregnant and didn't want to do anything. Then I got pregnant again, and then I got pregnant again. <laughs> so I've been in, in and out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always mm-hmm. helped her, like, if she needed help, but yeah. I wasn't, like, involved. And then finally I'm not pregnant, and <laughs> now I'm outside. <laughs> yeah, she's great help. So, yeah, when, when did you... You're just saying it was kind of off and on around, you know, between yeah. your pregnancies that you were, yeah. but you're still connected to it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. Cause they were doing the chickens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but to me at that point, it was like, oh, we raise these chickens. It's in the freezer. And so like, that's what it was to me at this point, mm-hmm. at yeah. that point. And having, you know, little tiny kids and being in the, the back running around is hard with two little tiny kids. But yeah, now that they're a little bit older, it's easier to get out there. So at what point did you decide to make it a thing, give it a name, Portage View Farm, and like get on social media and start sharing your story? What, so what Kay wanted to do YouTube, and we were kind of all talked about I remember we were sitting at the table, and we were all talking about it, and then it just died, never happened, partly because YouTube's hard to figure out, and I don't know. We just never really did it. And then yeah. June 2020... And we were literally getting ready for chicken processing. And I was, I was sharing it on my personal Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, we should just start a page. Like, let's just Mm -hmm. do it. And I think I started it that night. And then we just started, started posting to it because some people didn't want to see the chicken processing. Right. And so I'm like, well, we can put it on, you know, a farm page. And then those who want to see it know Mm -hmm. what they're getting into when they head over there. And then it blew up. That was right at the time, too, when we were experiencing food shortages. Yeah. You know, there were empty shelves in yes. grocery stores for the first time in any of our mm-hmm. lifetimes that we can remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. And people were rethinking the food system, where their food comes from. And mm-hmm. suddenly there was this renewed focus. I mean, it had been kind of a trend, but it was like a big jump forward yeah. suddenly on focus on local. Yes. Do you think that's crazy. why? Or, or what were you hearing from people? What were you posting? Oh, what was going totally on? That's totally why. That's totally why. Yeah. Everybody, everybody was a farmer. Yeah. I'm a farmer now, you know, <laughs> or I'm a homesteader, right? Yeah. yeah. But I was really worried because um, I'd buy a lot of my vegetable starts from Joe's Gardens. Mm-hmm. And so I was like really nervous because, you know, things were shut down. I'm like thinking, I hope they're going to open. So yeah. you know, I didn't start any seeds or anything like that. And they kind of had this little thing where they did kind of this online stuff and I, you know, just got my, my starts as fast as I could. And then they did an online thing and it crashed, but I was able to get my order because I'm like, I'm getting on there. So I did it. And then they just kind of figured out a way for people to kind of come in to their, um, their business and it worked out. Okay. But I mean, it was like crazy. I mean, you have to even think about, you know, plants, you know, here we're all worried about getting some toilet paper and paper towels, and we can't even get some vegetable starts. Right. So that was cra- that was crazy to me. And then um, 
in the fall or later in the winter when I went to order seeds online, um, Johnny's is a big one, yeah. and they were um, letting like legit farmers get their seeds first before like hobby farms or home right. home gardeners could even order seeds. And so wow. that kind of worried me a little bit. So I was searching all over for seeds, even though the, like the farm stores had them and things like that. But so you, you worry about stuff like that. Did When you guys went on social media, did, had you already called the farm Portage View Farm or like where did that like, yeah, so name, brand with, come yeah, from? Yeah, so with goats. Um, mm-hmm. So we were... Um, member of American Dairy Goat Association. Oh, okay. And you have to pick a herd, like a farm name right. or something like that. So right. we picked that as, our, well, as our name. We have a view of Portage Island. Yeah. So Portage View. Yeah. And, and the view out here is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yes. You guys yeah, are really very, beautiful. very fortunate with that. Right by the water. I know. Beach in the out. front and farm yeah. in the back. How yeah. Do you? It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like paradise, like she said. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So back to the Instagram thing. Yeah. What were you posting at first and what were you finding that people liked and what were they saying early on? Well, Instagram is just a game that you've got to figure out. And mm. everybody likes to talk about themselves. And I quickly yeah. learned, I, I look back at my old posts and I cringe, but I keep them up there to remind me where I've came from. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you always start out like, I'm showing my chickens. Well, and it kind of just turned into like, let's share a tip. And I like had a tip one day. And then I'm like, what's another tip that we could share? And it just kind of became like, let's share a tip. And then Mm -hmm. people just clung on to that. And so it it just naturally changed into like teaching people how to do it. And then Mm -hmm. we've gained their trust. So now they listen to us and we're just showing everybody, you know, different ways to, to live this lifestyle. And... We're just helping them out. So you said, and then it blew up. What, what was that moment? Was it was there one particular post? Was there yes. a day, time, week? What, how, how did that happen? So you know the feature reels where you do the videos? On the Instagram? Videos. Yeah, yeah, it's like a TikTok, but on yeah. Instagram. So we were just talking one day about how all these like people wear overalls and they're all skinny and they're all... Um, no offense to being skinny, but that's not the point. Like the trendy, like cutesy overalls. And I'm like, you know how we wear overalls? Like they're dirty because we're working in them. Like that's what they're for. And so I just had this idea to like, we showed some stock photos of how other girls wear overalls versus how we wear overalls. And then we're on there and we're like dancing and yeah. it went crazy. It, I think it hit over like 500,000 views, which was You're insane. kidding me. For us. How many followers did you have at that point? Probably 2,500. Yeah. Which is already quite, that's already quite a few. Right. But to get that many views, that's crazy. This just was, it was shared a lot because it was super relatable to a lot of women. And then we did another one a couple of days later on how we're going to cheer you on to be a homesteader. And we were dancing in our overalls again. (laughs) So you guys are basically. 1.8 million, no, 1.2 million views. What? And we went from like 2,500 to 10,000 followers in like two weeks. That's insane. You went viral. Yeah, we went viral. It was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, what does that feel like? What, terrifying. And, and like, are you suddenly getting so many comments, so many DM, like direct messages, I would assume? Yeah, so we put the the really viral one. We talked about how we were going to support 
you and teach you how to do homestead things. And that Mm -hmm. includes raising animals. And I didn't put on there, we'll teach you how to process animals. But I said, well, you want to add pigs to your farm. Well, most people know what happens when you buy pigs, right? So we did get a lot of like, you're a murderer. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you, I didn't even say anything. Like, so they assumed Mm -hmm. that they were right, but (laughs) we grow pigs for meat. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it went, it was insane. We were on our phone all the time, just trying to keep up with messages. And yeah. so, so, how yeah. many followers do you have now? Uh, we just passed seventy-two thousand. Crazy. And we did have another viral reel that was one point eight million. What were you views. doing in that one? Telling people to pinch their basil plants. <laughs> the things that go viral. <laughs> I know, I know. We have a couple other ones that are like. 900,000 views, and it's like the the weirdest ones. I'm like, this is what you guys like? <laughs> okay, I'll do it. <laughs> Could someone please make Real Food, Real People podcast go viral? I got you. <laughs> well, considering that no one except maybe Mark Zuckerberg knows what the secret sauce is. Right. Like you said, you you weren't expecting it. Mm-mm. No, it just I just happened. did. I just picked a trend. It, I mean, I picked a trending sound, but you don't know how it's going to rank in in the algorithm or what it's going to do. Or right. I was just like telling people to pinch their basil, and <laughs> she had a funny line where she just goes, "Yup." <laughs> I mean, it. yeah, it, yeah. With like a song or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's a song. So then, are you on TikTok too? Or you mostly just do reels on Instagram? Mostly just Instagram. We do have a TikTok, but it takes so much time to go and upload over on yeah. TikTok. And then now Facebook has reels, and then I've got to upload. it. I would be on my phone all day <laughs> trying to just upload videos, and I'm like, I think I just want to put my focus on to Instagram. And You're beating YouTube. me to the punch on one of my next questions, which is how do you have time to farm and grow yourself food to eat if you're so busy on social? I know. So that's what Crazy. makes us the great team is mm-hmm. – She's in charge of the garden and she tells me what to yeah. do and I'm in charge of the social media and I tell her what to do and we just form this beautiful it's true bond and we get it done. Yep. And you're basically famous for dancing in overalls. Yes. Yes. I we love are. that. Do, do people ask for, you know, more overall dancing videos or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want more because sometimes we do like lip dubs. So they're not yeah. dancing, yeah. but they the dancing ones are their favorite. Yeah. Okay, those lip dub things. I haven't done that. How many times you got to practice to really nail it before you do the final? Well, shoot? Instagram has a glitch right now where it cuts off the beginning of your sound, so you have to um, talk while it's not recording because it is recording. Weird. So mm-hmm. because of that issue, it does take us a couple takes, but she's usually pretty good. It's usually <laughs> oh, oh, you're just a hair off. <laughs> Yeah, we've, we're pretty good, though. It only takes a couple a couple times to yeah. nail it. Yeah. Okay, now it's time for the truth. Does mom get a little frustrated with the social sometimes? Like, come on, we got work to do? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm like, okay, I've got, I've got this to do today. Well, don't do anything yet because i got to film it. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing is that yeah. I like to get going and she likes to, you know, put the, uh, the youngest down for a nap and, and then, you know, not have to worry about him doing his thing. Right. Yeah. 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 But, but if you, if you want to use your, you know, social media yeah. to make money, you got to film it. Yeah. So you got to yeah. put it out it. there. So I make her wait. Yeah. So do you make money at doing the social media thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. We, uh, 
just went on a trip to the Homesteader Conference of America. And we so just cool. paid off the trip by some side work that we've done. So cool. Yeah. Because I was going to ask, well, so why do you keep doing it? You know, especially since you're not trying to market a product because you aren't selling it to the anything you grow to the public. Right, why do right. you keep doing it? It also seems, though, that you guys have a passion for showing this yeah. stuff and, and showing people what it's really like. So we didn't go into it being like, I want to make thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. If we did, duh. That would be cool, yeah. but it, it wasn't our focus. Probably right. if you would have, you would have never gotten there. Right, right. Because you right. were so real, you, it, was, it was about your passion for what you were doing. Right, and that, sh- and that totally shows if you're there for truly helping other people versus just trying to make money. And because we actually serve our audience, the money just kind of naturally comes in. And who, mm. who would not take advantage of that opportunity? Oh, definitely. So... We're taking advantage, but we're also still being true and authentic to ourselves and continuing to show all that we're doing and and helping still. Because you know, that's what works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what people want. Yes. I'm, I will stop following your channel if you start being super (laughs) fake, but you know, that's the real thing. (laughs) Yeah. How much has it changed now? How you farm? Mm. I don't think it's changed. I don't think it's changed. It just makes us a tad slower because we have to film it. Yeah. 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 That's what's so hard about it too. Cause lots of times when I'm doing farming stuff and I manage to get out of the office and get on a farm somewhere, whether it's my family or somebody else that I know, it's like, I want to capture all of this, but we don't have time. We're just yeah. going, going, right. going. Yeah. How do you, you know, show all of these things that might be cool to somebody, but not have to like move at a snail's pace with getting everything done. Oh, stop. We need to Mm-hmm. luckily just we, the angle we have yeah luckily we have to um <laughs> i just lost my train of thought well wouldn't you think it's more like we pick like a day or topic or something and that's what we're going to focus on for that yeah day it's not like every day mm-hmm. yeah and and we don't show everything it's like okay we're out here planting and we show how to plant a row and okay. then we plant the rest of the boxes right so it's just a glimpse. And social media makes it seem like we're out working all day long. I'm like, it's, no, 10 minutes for the chores at night. People think I'm with the pigs all day long. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how are you going to butcher those pigs? You're with them all day. And I'm like, you saw my two-minute Instagram story, right? That's two minutes that I was with them. So. Well, the reality is if you did spend all day with them, that may actually increase the motivation if they're driving <laughs> you crazy. Yes. Right? <laughs> At least yeah. that's how I felt uh, around cows sometimes in my life. Yeah. Truth, just total true confessions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Animals may be cute <laughs> when you first see them, but they can be very, very frustrating because they do their own thing. Yes, they do. And they grow up. <laughs> yeah. I know. I saw someone on social media, Instagram yesterday, and they wanted a baby goat. Can we get baby goats? I'm like, you do know they get bigger. What are you going to do with an adult goat now? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So suddenly they aren't so they aren't a cute little piglet anymore, right? And I think a lot of people think that with chicks, chicks mm-hmm. and ducklings, you know, and ducks. I know some city folk who got ducks in their <laughs> townhouse and like as a pet, and oh, they're great pets, and no, Gross. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that's crazy, yeah. So what does the future hold? Are you going to keep doing what you're doing? Have you thought about doing more? Have you thought about selling food? 
We've actually thought about it, yeah. We thought about maybe um, chickens or turkeys. Yeah. Honestly, I'm just, again, true confessions. I'm a sucker because I follow you. Well, not because I follow you, I'm a sucker. But I would be like, hey, I know those people. I follow them on social media. Mm -hmm. They're funny. I've seen their farm. I would want to buy something from you guys. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, that totally changes the game for you too, right? Yeah, it Mm -hmm. does. Yeah. It opens up a whole can of worms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think right now our focus would not to be to raise food for people, but holding and hosting seminars to teach you how to do the processing part. So you raise them and we'll teach you how to process so you can become self-sustainable. Yeah. Which I would totally do too. Yeah. Yeah. We taught somebody, um, she got chickens and then realized that you can't get them into a butcher last minute. And she reached out to us and said, this is what's happening. Can you help me? So, she came out and we helped her process chickens. Yeah. That's awesome. All through social media. So my plan is, I have two boys. My plan is to get them old enough. I guess they should probably be like 16 and 18. So it'll be a couple of years. Just have their own processing truck and people can hire wow. them. And they'll come out with their little truck and they'll do their little processing <laughs> yeah. because they love But you have three helping. children. So one of your children is a daughter. Yes. She can't process chickens. Well, she, she'd rather probably do flowers. Yeah. <laughs> you never know you never know though she might yeah well my boys love to help my husband do the actual dispatching they do that's his job and he they have their little knife it's dull Mm -hmm. and they go up there and they get right in there and do it and so i'm like all right that's your future is you're going to be the clark brother chicken processors (laughs) clark brother chicken (laughs) yeah so stay tuned hire them out in the future (laughs) how obedient are they Mm. we'll get there (laughs) Well, then we'll see how your plan works. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Although they say, do mom, love that, so maybe they... Mom, you have this big it. plan for <laughs> us, but, you know, you know how we kind of do our own thing. Yeah, that's well, true. That's <laughs> Very yeah. true. Well, maybe they'd be into it. I'll let them choose, but that's my yeah. goal for them. Okay. Okay. Well, we're recording this for perpetuity right now, so <laughs> yeah. you can play that back for them. Exactly. You know, several years yeah. down the road. Yep. Be like, see, I had this plan. It's still the plan. No. You never know what the market's going to be. Right. That's true. We're big on kidpreneurs. Yes. Learning how to work. Mm-hmm. That's right. Learning how and, to work. And learning the value of things. Value of money, mm-hmm. even. Yeah. When we That's talked right. with uh, Brianna Wyden mm-hmm. at Windsor Farms, she was totally the same thing. Like yeah. her young, young son is growing animals and showing yeah. them and doing, you know, and he has his money that he got from that and he has to track that to buy yeah. his feet. Isn't it yeah. so great? Yeah. It's, it's, you do it's that with your kids thing. too? It's a wonderful a thing. Um, we haven't really gotten into that, but they do, you know, pick up apples mm-hmm. yeah. for a dollar a bucket. Yep. And they're learning small. Yeah. yeah. But it's about the lifestyle. That's right. Together as a family, mm-hmm. growing food, yep. doing the work. Yep. Doing the work. Yep. Everybody helps. Even the two-year-old. Everybody helps. Child labor. <laughs> hey, it, they're growing food for them and the rest of their family to eat yeah. it doesn't get any more i know can i tell you a funny story that. We yes eating, you may whenever we eat dinner my four-year-old <laughs> what is this mom oh we're having chicken blah blah blah. Mm. he looks at me is this the chicken that we killed <laughs> yep and then sometimes we're at dairy queen eating chicken strips you know is this the chicken that we killed <laughs> nope nope <laughs> he likes the chicken that we killed <laughs> 
How has growing food then, this this brings up this point, how has it changed how you eat? Well, we're picky now. <laughs> really? We're very picky. Now, I'm not going to pass up a chicken strip basket from Dairy Queen. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. And True we're confessions. Not, yeah. And we're not like, oh, my gosh, you're, I'm not eating that, you know. But yeah. yeah, we're not like that. We'll eat anything. <laughs> but, yeah. It, but it probably changes significantly how you view, like, the produce section of the grocery store. Oh, well, yeah. Even just yeah. to know the work that went into the stuff that's there. It just tastes so different. Yeah. Especially yeah. tomatoes. <laughs> tomatoes, yeah. yeah. Well, and I was eating, I don't know what I was eating, something. I might, I might have been eating some turkey, and I was like, how cool is it that I actually know what happened to this bird's life? Yeah. And some people have no idea where it came from, how it got to the mm-hmm. grocery store. Yeah. It was just kind of fascinating to me. I was like, that's, it's a very humbling like hmm. experience to be able to to do this yeah it really is if you had anybody like famous follow you or mention you or anything like that oh send you yes. a message yes yes are you allowed to say sure sure okay let's hear it um what's her name jillian harris okay she was she's in the bachelor bachelorette franchise and okay, she yeah. has like a show on hgtv up in canada and she commented on one of my reels our reels excuse me yeah <laughs> our reels and she has the verification so i was like yeah. who i'm like the who blue is check this? Mm-hmm. so i first i thought it was jillian michaels i had him confused i'm like why would she be on our page but then i was like oh i know who that is and i was like starstruck I was like oh my gosh thanks trying to be cool <laughs> trying to play it off i was like freaking out i was at the lake with my mom i was like oh my gosh guess what just happened <laughs> so that was our closest run-in with fame yeah but how many followers does she have <clears throat> she's in the millions okay well yeah. you'll get there someday now if she would just share something yes. we'll get there too yeah. there <laughs> no i'm just kidding and we have some other big accounts yeah we that do. we like you know that have commented and yeah. Started following us. Yeah. Too. Yeah. We're trying to get some other ones to follow us. Yeah. Yeah. Usually when I want someone to follow us, I just start working on them. And yeah. eventually they She's follow. giving away the secret. Eventually, well, I get eventually it they, they follow us. Well, I get it because if, Obviously if you're I'm a larger. Obviously I'm not cool enough for her to start working on me. You know. If you're a larger account and you have multiple followers a day, it's impossible. Yeah. If you have hundreds yeah, you of new followers, notice. you can't you can't notice. And so, mm-hmm. I when you have a small account and you get a few followers, you look at the account to know if you're if you're like in a good community that you want to follow them back or whatever. And so now I understand that we had some people from the Homestead Conference that were speakers that were following us, but I had no idea because mm-hmm. I can't look through everybody's account. So or you could be like me, like I got a new <laughs> follower this week. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I love that person. Now I'm right. going to re- look at all of their photos from their entire feed back to when they joined Instagram yeah. or Facebook or Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, if you if you work on them and you talk to them and like, "Hey, I'm here. We're a good we're a good match to be friends." And then sometimes they'll take the time to notice you. It's interesting to me that that you guys have become this social media farm. You know, you're not growing food for anybody else. You're not doing it to market because, and we hear this a lot on the podcast, farming and food and social media 
go together so much. And it makes sense because people want that connection and you're providing that without them feeling like they're being marketed to, like you're trying to convince them to buy your carrots you because you aren't. So I really, I'm realizing here as we talk, like those are a thing now, farming and social media, whether old school or new school, whoever, farmers like it or not, it's, it's a real thing now. Mm-hmm. And you guys have proven that yep thanks for sharing your story yeah yeah thanks for having us and thanks it's for all the fun. work that you put into doing that because i know it is a lot of work yep to, i went to from show a stay-at-home mom to a 24 7 social media influencer yeah exactly <laughs> and well that sounds like a buzzword but it is a lot more work than people think and it's always like oh i should be doing this i should it mm-hmm. never goes away That's right um but you're providing something as the response has shown it has value to people mm-hmm. not just because it entertains them but you are sharing more even than just entertaining you're we showing them edutaining yeah education mm-hmm. oh, entertainment yeah. and that's yeah. important for people to see how food is really grown mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so thank you for doing that and thank you for having me out here to the yes. farm <laughs> to hear all about it i, I appreciate it yeah, yeah. Fun. appreciate you coming out here yeah with this cool setup this is the real food real people podcast these are the stories of the people who grow your food 